Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode as we work through the Gospels. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy's not with us, but Deli and Arnick in-house today. Hey, everybody. Uh, good to have everyone with us. So we're working through Luke, and it is uh, Luke 14 today that we're talking about. So if you're joining us, the five chapters we're reading through at Christway would be 12, 13, 14 today, 15, 16, uh, Thursday and Friday. So halfway through the book, fellas, Yeah, uh, a little over halfway on, on Luke. Amazing. We're going to be ripping through the Gospels here in just a few weeks. And they'll be in our rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Today, looking at 14, we get some stories that we've heard before. And uh, I think it's interesting to be able to kind of look at them different ways. So today, I have an NIV study Bible. And uh, we're talking about Jesus at the Pharisee's house, right? So that's one heading. The parable of the great banquet. And then the cost of being a disciple. Now, I'd like to just toss right out there up front that chapter 14 is before chapter 15. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's pretty deep right there, right? Yeah. Uh, 15, one of the more famous chapters in Luke, probably more well-known, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost boys. Yeah. Uh, so I think there may be a little... Songs written about little, those. little continuity yeah. Uh, yeah. between these two chapters. Yeah, so Arnick, you were talking about just your <clears throat> intrigue around Sabbath, Shabbat. Yes, um, that Jesus and being a fulfillment of the law and the way that he interacted with the people that were surrounding him was seemed so revolutionary for the time that he was in. And this scripture, it's, it's just kind of a throwaway. It's just a few verses, but quickly it kind of speaks the message of what Jesus is doing where the law is concerned versus what he's bringing to the table. And what happens, of course, in the scripture is he heals someone on the Sabbath, and he's challenged uh, by the people if he has a right to heal on the Sabbath. And he gives uh, that synopsis. It says, which of you doesn't work on the Sabbath if your son or your cow falls into a pit? Don't you rush to get him out? And there's a couple of things that I see um, in that. First, that it incentivizes being aware of the moment mm-hmm. and being aware of the time and what's important in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so much of the law was about checking boxes and specifically about doing things in order to try to uh, create a spiritual nature inside of yourself, mm-hmm. the outward trying to create the inward. Whereas Jesus is trying to show you that he's doing a work in you inwardly. Yeah. And then it, it, permeates outwardly to the people around you. That's one. And number two, I think even more importantly that you have to be aware, not just of that, but of the moment that you're in and meeting the need. Uh, And I just think it's a very simple, but very distinct scripture about Jesus being willing to meet the need of the time. And he gives examples of specific things that could befall you. Uh, being prepared to meet the need in ministry that he never was thinking about, you know, is this right? Is this is this acceptable to people? Just meet the need. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think about that as mm-hmm. I'm driving down the street 
in Terre Haute, and I just see so many people that are suffering, and at least they have signs that say that they're in need, and many times you just want to speculate as to what the reason is or what may be the other response uh, is that you think they could operate a certain way and not be in that need, whereas with Jesus, it's always just meeting the need. You see something, uh, see something fall into a pit, you dig it out. Mm-hmm. You see someone in trouble, you respond. And you don't find too many times where Jesus took resumes for healing and ministering to people. Mm-hmm. So I just see that so clearly, and that always intrigues me that he was willing to step past the law, but he also doesn't question people's needs. He just meets them. Yeah. Yeah. So we often say, see a need, hear a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, if I see a need, then I just heard a voice, the Lord telling me to meet that need. Right. And so I think we often, um, this may be a, ma- a point of maturity, really, where we go from, well, not well, I hear, I'll digress and say, when early on in my walk with God, 30 years walking with the Lord, early on, a friend of mine who has a similar. Uh, amount of time walking with the Lord, right? And we we talked about early on, it felt like God was more demonstrative. It felt like his voice was big and clear and like there was just more action going on, right? right? It was just like movie stuff, you know, and stories that you could tell, right? And we were talking about that. And as we've grown in the Lord and matured in the Lord, those seem less, and we don't know what we're talking about, but we think <laughs> it might have been a maturity deal. Like we needed that then, and we don't need that now, shouldn't need that yeah. now. So the idea of striving to, you know, what's the voice of the Lord? What's the will of God for me? What's the will of God for me? What's the, and then ultimately I think you come to this place where you're listening, of course, and God can give you direction, but you bloom where you're planted, mm-hmm. and you see a need where you are. And if you see the need, that was the trigger yeah. right there. If I see it. And I also think it works toward our our bent. So the personalities that we have and the bent that we have to see particular things. I may see a need that you guys would walk right past, and of course that would be true reciprocally for any of us. Right. That's going to trigger something for me, right? So your point of the Lord, one of the things you said that I thought was interesting is looking ahead, and I thought, Oh man, we do that in religion big time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what will my actions right now? What kind of impact will my actions right now have on me in eternity or me in heaven or me in something down the road, mm-hmm. right? right? Rather than just say, "Oh, you need a sandwich or you need a whatever," right? Or right. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting the way you phrased it. I don't yeah. know that I thought about it in the power of that that Sometimes the moment of ministry, the ministry moment, is handicapped because now I get to thinking about it. Right. And what are the implications 37 years from now? Yeah. Jesus was tempted with that same thing, I think. I mean, I think it's clear in Scripture that there did come a point where he said to the group that came to see him, uh, you guys are kind of just here for the here for the miracles, the, for yeah. the miracles and the loaves, and and so that I think that's a natural human instinct and default sometimes to check in on that. But at the end of the day, 
um, I tell my son all the time because he's young and he's zealous and he'll jump out a window and he'll get his birthday money and dump it all in a bucket and be like, no, dad, they're hungry. <laughs> and what we discuss all the time is they're just hungry. There's nothing deep to it. And if you look at Jesus, he didn't try to make like a big deal about it. He's like, mm-hmm. wow, the people showed up. I don't think they have anything to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anybody got any food? I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah the, the ox is the ox is in the well. You yeah. Need, you need to pull him out. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have Just a deep spiritual out. thing going on there, but yeah. it's like, it's like we need to look past this this day that we're trying to put on 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 high and we're not able to do anything right. and it's like you need to you need to just step past that and just yeah. do it you know just do it yeah and yeah i was thinking about that and when you guys were talking about um you know we can be we can be busy just going through our i gotta make it to church at 10 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> and That's i cannot yeah. i cannot help that guy who's just pushing his car off to the side of the road like yeah. I, I can't because i've got it's it's church right now yeah, <laughs> no, know? that's a great point. Because uh, yeah. I'm a ten, I'm a ten. I gotta be at church at ten o'clock. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. And I remember, you know, there's a couple of times I got in trouble because mm. I I had that dilemma actually happen where yeah. you're on the way to church mm-hmm. and there's a guy laying on a bench. I don't know why I remember this, but Ninth and Poplar. Yeah. And I was like due to be in the pulpit, mm-hmm. singing, ready to go. Yeah. Band is waiting. Mm-hmm. And I had to meet the need. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing is I still kind of got chewed out. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. But the the bottom line, all I could say is you had to meet the need. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to be willing to live with that. Mm-hmm. And it may not be something. It's not for applause anyway, mm-hmm. but it's not. it may not be something that people understand, but that's what yeah. we are. I love that, uh, that see a need, meet mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and when yeah. you when you say that they that the other like you still got chewed out, right? Yeah, I, I think I mean so if we're looking at um, uh, right before this, he, you know, he's we're talking about Jesus at this Pharisee's house on the Sabbath, and if we just go back in the previous chapter, uh, verse ten and verse uh, in chapter thirteen, uh, it's on the Sabbath again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's on the Sabbath again. Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman who was there who had been crippled. Uh, by a spirit for 18 years, she was bent over, could not straighten up. And when Jesus saw her, he, he, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. And then he put his hands on her, and immediately she was healed. She praised. And then right here, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, right. the synagogue, right? Indignant, right? I, I just looked up indignant. It says, feeling or showing anger because of something unjust or unworthy had just happened, right? Like, wow. so, man, l- listen, I don't care. What you just did, it was not. It was not right. You yeah. shouldn't have been doing it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a little angry at you, right? You're late. You're actually yeah. messing up everything that we already have set up in stone over here. You know, like yeah. we, we've already got this going on, and it does. So it doesn't mean that those things are not going to happen. Right, right. And but it's the the bigger mindset, right? That That's bigger right. kingdom mindset. Um, where we're hearing his his voice yeah, and absolutely. and meeting that need, right? Like that's. Um, that's such a bigger picture. And later in that chapter, Andy, it talks about humility next. <laughs> Just immediately after this happens, Jesus starts teaching on humility. Mm-hmm. And the, to me, that has to be connected mm-hmm. because you can't have a, you know, can't have a big ego <laughs> yeah. and, and be willing to help and see that sometimes 
You're not going to mm-hmm. be applauded. Nobody's going to reward you. And mm-hmm. sometimes the whinings, they wrote a song that says, well, we may never know all the people we've helped if we're truly helping them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, humility's yeah. next, mm-hmm. yeah. What are, you, what are you looking so at? So John, uh, <laughs> John Darley and Dan Batson did a, a research project. Uh, it was in uh, 19, 1973. It was called the Good, Good Samaritan Project. And in fact, it was uh, entitled From Jerusalem to Jericho, A Study of Situational and Dispositional Variables in Helping Behavior. Uh-huh. So it was 1973. It was published in a journal. It was at Princeton Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. and they set that anybody could Google it and look it up. They 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 set it up so that like we for example, we're in there. We're we're seminary students, and we uh, have been told that uh, we were going to speak on the Good Samaritan. We've been preparing for that and all that, and then all of a sudden they shifted gears on it, where like it's it's you know uh, whatever. Let's say it's uh, ten o'clock right now, and and they say actually we told you it was going to be at three o'clock, but actually it's at ten thirty. And you got to go across campus, yeah, right. And we're all like, well, "What?" Right? Yeah, so we, yeah. we take off, right? So we had to go preach. I see where this is going. Well, yeah, this is, <laughs> they set it up so that between this. the two places, you had to go by a guy that was set there, and he mm-hmm. was like coughing, and he was like kind of looking indigent, you know, and on the ground. Mm-hmm. And and he he told he told what would happen. Uh, in an alleyway, they passed this man sitting slumped in a doorway. He moaned. He coughed. Twice as they walked by and they set up this scale. Here was the scale. Mm-hmm. Zero if they failed to notice. They got a one if they perceived a need but didn't offer. A three if they stopped and asked if he needed help. A four if, after stopping, they insisted on taking him inside and then left him. And then five, uh, refused to leave the victim and insisted on staying uh, and, and taking him somewhere, right? So mm-hmm. these from zero to five, these yeah. scales, right? And so you can read through that and see the number of people, wow. the unbelievable number of people that, Stepped over him mm-hmm. to go, this is the irony of it all, right? <laughs> to go preach about the Good Samaritan. Like that was their assignment. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And they're seminary students. That's crazy. And they set, yeah, 1973. Yeah. They set that up. <laughs> and you know what? What's funny about it? We're like, yep, I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody is sitting around a table going, no way. Yeah. Wow. We're all like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we can believe that. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned the, the issue is if you were in a hurry, or uh, people thinking religious, helping thoughts would still be no more likely than others to offer assistance. Yeah. So you've got it in your mind. You're heading over there ready to preach about the Good Samaritan mm-hmm. as some seminary task. That's know? amazing. What a setup, right? Oh, man. And so you can be thinking helping thoughts. doesn't mean you're going to do it any differently, mm-hmm. right? The living parable yeah. of the... Good Samaritan, right? And so I think fundamentally, because I always say, you know, it's usually all about the money or we do what feeds us, right? One of those things. And I think in our mind, like the priority right there wasn't helping. The priority was I'm in seminary to serve the Lord, right? I've got to go. This is a seminary thing. I've got to go do this. It's that scenario of, you know, somebody's got to be voted off the island. Like, and well, we just got to do it. I know it's, I know it's illegal. I know it's unethical. I know it's immoral, but well, like if, if we're going to make it to the last show, right, gotta, somebody's got to go. Yeah, 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 right, those kinds of things, rather than stopping, which is the whole thing about the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. Were we created for the Sabbath, yeah. or, or was created. the Sabbath created for us? Yes, Let's right. extend that. The gifts that we were given, were they given for us to squander? Mm-hmm. Not squander, were they given for us to use? 
enjoy, but share, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Years ago, I read a book that was entitled Blessed to Be a Blessing, and it was from Corinthians, uh, an expose from Paul in Corinthians. I'm blessed to be a blessing, mm-hmm. right? And I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Emma was reading some stuff out of Mere Christianity, and we were talking about how much money we have as a family or the size of our home or how many cars we have or even the time that we have, the free time that we have or how we, how we invest any of that and what's extra and is it extra for us? And if we didn't take a vacation, what could we do with it, right? Yeah. And I think it's tricky because in our culture you can feel so much shame about that stuff, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden just yeah. – Defeating the entire, <laughs> the entire purpose of the gift, of the gratitude. Right. But I really think the the fundamental piece here is, it's an a, awareness to do something now. And then what's important is now. The now, right? How can I help you now? Right. What is that going to mean? Yeah. What's that going to mean later? I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of times, I think you ready for this. I think we might even say, I wonder if this person is going to come to know Christ. <laughs> that is that right. is very important yeah. to point out. Yeah, yeah, not just me doing the right thing, but yeah. is this a worthy investment? Should I give this person 20 bucks? Because, yeah. I mean, we feed people, mm-hmm. but we require that they listen to a Bible study after we feed them, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you guys know around here, we specifically don't do that, right? right? They're like, so we're in the Bible study. Well, we're not really having one. We just, we wanted to feed you. Right. And I don't know if we do that more for our own probably our own motives, right? To just make sure, because we're happy to talk to people about the Word of God. Mm -hmm. But I just don't want it to be this bait and switch thing where, uh, yeah, that's, you know, I bought you dinner, time to kiss me, right? I mean, Which which it can be, it can have a sense of ulterior motives, right? Well, that's that's the whole deal, like the switch around thing. That's not a pure... Pure way. I mean, he Jesus most of the time he wasn't like, all right, I'm going to heal you so that you can tell everybody about me. He often said, "Don't tell anybody." Yeah, he he did. That's not what he said, right? He didn't say like, "I'm going to heal you right now because I want you to know that I am the way." And and like he was more like, "I'm going to heal you," and then they're like, "Oh wow, you just healed me." What? I can't believe you just did that. Right. Like, right. let me let me go do that. It's like, like let me let my actions, let Jesus' actions be the the driving force behind me sharing this. Right. You know, like um, rather than the let me let me get the accolades right. and and let you know, like, hey, I'm the one who told you the gospel. You know, and and because I gave you a sandwich and that, mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's just backwards. That's a little and backwards. I think yeah. sometimes our assignment to I think that sometimes as we're just to your point, to Andy's point, Mm -hmm. assignment can't be so prevalent in your mind as a Christian, as a believer, that you also don't realize that there is a nature of Christ as well. Mm -hmm. Things that are just the fruit of who he was. The reason why he could easily do those things, because it was just natural to him to love people. Yeah. And it was the fruit of who he was. And I think that, I mean, speaking for myself, I'm an assignment person every week of my life in the kingdom. I am very focused on what is the assignment right now? What do I need to do? What is the thing that leads to the thing that leads to the thing? And you guys know I could spend the rest of this broadcast doing that. The thing to the thing. The moving pieces. Yeah. But there's also the nature of Christ mm-hmm. that has to be 
it has to resonate from you or you should i would say you should seek to see it resonate from you mm -hmm. these are the things that are the fruit of the yeah. spirit yeah and the gifts it's amazing andy talked about gifts the gifts it's amazing when they was talking about the fruit of the spirits in scripture the fruits of the spirit it doesn't talk about those gifts those giftings and never say that the fruit of the spirit is preaching mm -hmm. and teaching mm -hmm. It's love, mm -hmm. it's joy. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that are the natural growth pattern mm -hmm. of knowing Christ. Mm -hmm. So I, for me, that is something that I, I'm not going to lie, I've struggled with at times. Mm -hmm. And here it comes. Here comes the big T.D. Jakes moment in the broadcast. You remember that? The work of the Lord versus the Lord of the, the, Lord of the work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to have his nature. Mm -hmm. And I think that giving is where it starts, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Really does, yeah. You you're referencing like the, having that Christ like nature, right? I I think at the end of this chapter, the end of fourteen, it's saying in verse uh, twenty four, right? Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again, yeah. right? It's it's to me that's talking about like we we are salt, right? We are the salt of the that's earth, right. and we bring this out. This comes from us. We are the salt, right? We're trying to just be salt. <laughs> yeah. Like it is our nature to be salt. Yeah. I mean, we don't. We want to keep that saltiness yeah. <laughs> to bring things <laughs> out of people. We don't want to lose that, right? Like we want. We if we lose it, then we're just right where you're saying, right? I'm just yeah. doing the things and doing the things and the things and the things. And, yeah, we need you know, to get a t-shirt made that just says "Stay salty." <laughs> Stay salty. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I'll wear that. I'll yeah. wear I'm trying that. to think of a, a thing I was reading about uh, barbecue and grilling and that kind of culinary stuff. And it talked about, I'm, I'm at a loss for the, the words that were used, but it, it talked about the difference between salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. And I want to say like pepper was a seasoning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they called salt. Yeah. But it said salt, pepper changes, like yeah. is adds something different, right? Mm -hmm. Salt just changes the existing taste. Yes, like, yeah. Like, like it enhances. Enhances it, brings it enhances out. Enhances what's brings, yeah. there, mm -hmm. salt does. And pepper actually changes the taste in a different way, like whereas yeah. salt is just coming alongside mm -hmm. and enhancing. I thought that was a very interesting piece. Yeah. yeah. And so when we're looking to be uh, those things, to come alongside, to help people, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, right, those things. I was in a conversation this week, went on a bike ride on Sunday, and a friend of mine who has, he would self-identify as having Pentecostal roots, right? So we were at literally riding along together and chatting about church stuff, and and the, the conversation turned to the Holy Spirit. And knowing his background, I said this to him. I said, hey, man, speaking in tongues shows the presence of the Holy Spirit. In the Scripture, it's one of the signs that show a, a presence of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and, and he would agree with that. I said, the fruit of the Spirit shows an abiding of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Speaking in tongues shows the presence in a moment. Yes, yeah. Fruit shows the abiding mm -hmm. right. of the Holy Spirit, right? Wow. That the Spirit is with us, mm. growing, fruit, right? Growing, yeah. right? Yeah. Fruit. And this is grown. Mm. And then, uh, you know, when, you're, when you have the nature of Jesus, Jesus couldn't help but help people. Yeah. 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 Like when you have the nature of Christ, it isn't a chore. The hard part would be to not love people, to not help them, right? right. Just that simple thought. Yeah. When yeah. we have the nature of Christ, mm -hmm. it's actually harder to not step into their story, mm -hmm. to not reach in and pull the 20 out of the ashtray that you put there intentionally for this moment. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Not go up and pray with them. Yeah. Not be so self-conscious. Yeah. Have this sense of humility. You guys were talking about that, and I, I think it's so interesting, and I don't really, I, I didn't notice it. You've got, you know, do the work on the Sabbath, right? Go heal. Mm-hmm. Pull the ox out of the water and all that business, right? And then he goes into the place of honor. Mm-hmm. Don't take the place of honor. Yep. Be humble. Mm-hmm. Right? So serve people. Be humble. And if you get moved up, good for you. Yeah. Right. And right, good for you. Right. And then so you take the low you take the low seat. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, in uh, verse twelve, he talks about throwing a party where you invite the person of no acclaim. Mm-hmm. Wow. You invite yeah. the low yeah. person, right? Yeah. Man, you could really chew on way, chew yeah. on that, couldn't you? Like just the whole, yeah, the whole slew of things. Right of just there. all these yeah. positions for us. So mm-hmm. if I'm throwing the party, right, invite that person. Mm-hmm. I was reading something uh, recently, and it said when you go into a room, make yourself small in the room. Mm-hmm. Make yourself small in the room, which I think is a interesting way. There was a Stoic philosopher, Ryan Holiday, is the guy that I was reading. But this, this is Jesus saying. You know, go go sit against the wall, mm-hmm. right? Go sit in the back. If they happen to move you up, good for uh, you. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, but no sense in promoting self. Look good. for others. Yeah. I I try to teach my kids that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all need a good dose of it, right? And never forget it. The awareness of others. Go in a room. Uh, my wife is really, um, she's just good at that. She's good at walking in a room and, recognizing people that might be in a marginal position uh, there. And that may be socioeconomics, or they may be the wealthiest person in the room and feel like the outsider. Yeah. And she'll be able to go and just gather them in, you know, and, and uh, I've, always, I've always admired that mm-hmm. in her. Mm-hmm. So the flow of these things, make yourself small in the room. Uh, not shamed, right? Mm-hmm. Not a beat down. Just recognize he's he's teaching us what's right. Mm-hmm. That's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's awesome. It is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Something childlike about it too. Mm-hmm. Jesus telling us that you find his nature in children. I had an occurrence this week that you know those little things that just touch your heart and you're like, wow. It really was a moment where I felt so honored, and it was something very simple. I was meeting with Brooklyn Snyder, and she had the boys with her. And Eli comes up, and he's got goldfish, and they're everywhere, and he's falling all over the floor, and he's just, he's having a bad moment. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of all of this, he gets up, and he walks over to me with a little half-chewed goldfish. (laughs) And for some reason, he looked at me and was like, there's a need in the room. (laughs) And he walks up, and he hands it to me. And he stood there with his hand on my leg, like, you're going to eat this before ah. I walk away. And I thought about that. Jesus would have considered that a blessing, mm-hmm. just meeting the need. And he didn't care. <laughs> he didn't care that it came from the floor. He didn't care that it was kind of half chewed. Mm-hmm. He just saw the need, and he met it. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, you know, as I walk up to the piano on Sunday. Sometimes I'm so focused on what's going to happen that I forget, hey, stop and say hi to a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
go and find Jenny and go and find a few people and just put your arms around them. Yeah. That is the blessing of who we are in Christ. Well, I believe that. Well, because they're still going to be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just think that those things are still going to be there. Yeah. Like the stage isn't going to collapse you know, no. by the time you get up there. The, it's not, the, I mean, I really think it will. But the, it won't. It like won't. the the guys running to their presentation, right? Like, okay, I'm I'm late. I'm I'm yeah. sorry. I'm late. I apologize. Uh, you know, I just I had other I had other priorities, important things. Well, I so the to, whole purpose of that do. that experiment was to meet that man's need. Yeah. Everything was a setup to meet that guy's mm-hmm. need. And on a Sunday, we talk about connection, and then we walk past people and don't connect with them. And that requires some awareness. Again, I said it does, a minute yeah. ago, yeah. scan the room. Yeah. I don't need to connect with you, right. Arnick. I don't need to connect with you, Deli. Yeah. I had lunch with Deli today. We're doing this pot. Like, you know, those are going to happen. Yeah. I need to look for the folks that I need to connect with. Yeah. yeah. A touch, a handshake, a welcome Connection now for connection later, all that. Wrapping this up, uh, I, I want to close out. I said 14 and 15 go together, and here, here's what I'm talking about. And Delia had mentioned salt. So verse 34, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's either, it, it is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It's thrown out. Mm-hmm. And he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. So that's the wrap-up of 14, 15 opens. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all <laughs> gathering around to hear him. Mm-hmm. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, and that's what they said, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Mm-hmm. In my Bible, the word welcomes is circled, mm-hmm. and the word and eats is circled. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where this came from, but years ago I thought, I thought of a Starbucks barista. I mean years and years ago I thought of this. And I thought, I'll let you make my coffee. Will I let you sit in my backyard or at my kitchen table and drink it with me? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. And yeah. why would the answer ever be no? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You can serve me as long as there's a counter between us mm-hmm. or not. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that still, and again, I don't even remember. It just feels like I've thought that forever. The awareness of that, right? Not only does he welcome, but eats with them. Mm-hmm. Not only do we greet people on a Sunday morning, welcome, you know, great to have you here as long as, and we never would say this, as long as you're there and I'm here. Yeah. Right. After church, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the great metrics of church that I've observed through the years. And one of the things that I value about our church here is the amount of time people hang around after. I think that is a telling metric. Yeah. Now, I know that churches that need to move people through because of multiple services totally understand that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that going on, right. people want to hang around and then value that, and mm-hmm. I think that's excellent. Absolutely. But not just with the people we always hang around with, right? Yep. Right. right. Recognizing and drawing in and leveraging these opportunities. And that's what Jesus said. You're, you're having a party. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to invite? Yeah. And he tells us who to invite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a good word and good work for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, I know you wanted to go an hour, but we're gonna stop at a half an hour. So. Oh man. I was about to, you know, I bring know in you, the I organ know. and I know. Get to preaching. <laughs> <laughs>
Please no. no <laughs> Deli's like, don't do it. Andy and I are all amped up for yeah, we're it. Like, but we're like, yes, here we go. Deli's like, around don't too. do it. He just doesn't know the song. Just give me a Yeah, I just don't know the you song. You want to close this out? Yeah, yeah. Um, Father God, I thank you for um, just your word. God, your word. Sometimes we just take for granted your uh, Jesus, your words that you came as a person, you spoke these words that we're able to read uh, so freely, read so um, so precious. They are precious to us. And um, it just gives us a, a sight, um, a vision of what your kingdom looks like, what your life looks like, what being like Christ is like. Um, we don't have to guess. We don't have to think about it. We just But we just take those words in and let it Go from our head, um, from reading the words, to our heart. Um, so, Lord, I just I thank you for um, just sanctifying us and purifying us in these ways of um, understanding that there's something more, something greater than the busyness of our lives, the, the work of our ministry. There's, there's the work of you, Lord, that is inside of us that, um, that we want to, to do and be a part of and abide in. Um, so, Lord, I thank you for... Uh, changing us. I thank you for all the people that are listening and uh, doing business with this, doing business with all these uh, challenges, um, taking a low seat, um, being intentional with invitations and um, those who are on the edge or on the fringe or uh, maybe even ourselves who are on the fringe or on the edge and knowing that we are accepted and we do belong to you, Jesus. And um, yeah, I thank you for for all those things, Lord. Help us to, to walk in it every single day. Uh, I thank you for these guys around the table, the, the enjoyment that we get to have, and um, I pray for, for others to be able to have that same connection, that same fellowship um, with your spirit that binds us all together. Um, I pray, pray let it all be so. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. And uh, we do love the word of the Lord, and it's an amazing Amazing thing to just come alive, yeah. come alive, come yeah. alive. Rama for us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Four weeks until Resurrection Sunday, Woo! so excited about that. I'm thinking about how we're hype. moving through the Scripture and how we're going to get be the in, organ out now. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in the Book of John and wrapping all that up, man. Right yeah. around that time. So, thank you for hanging in there with us in the conversation today. Hope you found it meaningful, mm-hmm. and look forward to. Uh, reading these chapters in the gospel with you and being together again next week. So until that time, take care.